TDN listeners, and welcome to you who are listening on TDNradio.net, or if you're watching on TDNTV.net, welcome. This is This Week in Interview with your guide and host, Anthony Drago. Welcome to you, my regular listeners. You make time to spend with me every Wednesday, and I appreciate your time because I know, as I always say every week, there are so many things competing for your... There's so many things competing for your uh, for your attention and your busy schedule that it's. I really appreciate you making me part of your weekly schedule. If tonight is the first time that you listen to this week in interview, I want to say welcome. My my objective is to make you a regular um, listener to this week in interview. Uh, a special welcome to those of you who are listening from Dominica on RVR Jams. RVR Jams carries this week in interview and other TDN radio programs, some of the other programs on DigiPlay Channel 59. So special shout out to the management and the listeners on RVR Jams. And all my other listeners from all the other parts of the world, um, those of you who are in the Caribbean, those of you in North America and the UK, Tonight, I have a very special guest, uh, and you know, uh, since we've been holed up in our homes uh, from Corona, uh, I have been encouraging you to read, to read more. Um, some of us are, are highly challenged because all of a sudden we have these kids who we have to keep engaged for 24 hours instead of just when they come from school. And so as parents, as, as, as heads of households, we find that we have to become more creative. And at the same time, uh, we don't want them to fall behind in their development. Uh, you know, it's, it's a special challenge for these young folks. This is a time when they can be exuberant. This is a time when they can express themselves. And they find that uh, they, they're not, they cannot see their friends the way they would like to see their friends. They cannot do their sports. There are some there are some kids who are really into sports and this is their big year. Maybe they are juniors or seniors in school and this is their supposed to be their big year where they, they do their varsity or or they would get scouted for college and, and all of those challenges. And so we've been focusing on things that you can do uh, to to try to smooth it out a little bit, to to change the um, game book, to turn what could be a challenge into advantages. And so my guest tonight on this week in interview is also bent on helping you, the parent, uh, to be able to, to navigate those un unfamiliar waters. Uh, my, my guest is a, a Dr. Martha Joseph Watts. And Dr. Dr. Watts has her PhD in education, in, in teacher training, in um, training uh, in teacher leadership, and and she, that's her passion, and and she's developed so many um, materials and tools that teachers can use, and she's also turned up her attention to parents, and and make those tools available to parents um, now in the time of most need, when we're trying to figure this thing out. Um, she comes to our rescue, but before I go to Doctor Joseph, remember. I I always play the Caricom anthem because if you're a regular listener, you know that one of my plugs is for Caribbean unity, that I think the Caribbean should be one country. So we're going to take a quick break, listen to Mikel and listen to the Caricom anthem. And when I come back, I will be joined on the line by uh, Dr. Martha Joseph Watts. So stay tuned. distant lands our forefathers came some seeking adventure some bound in chains through battles waged and fought through victory and pain by test of their courage our freedom was gained In homage to those gone before us The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to 
join hands and to focus on building one Caribbean. Raise your voices high, sing of your Caribbean pride. Sing it loud and strong, feel a heart beat as one. Celebrate in song as we rise to heights where we Welcome back, and every week I play Mikkel Henderson doing the CARICOM anthem, and every week I am amazed at the talent that she is in, in terms of her singing, but also it's a beautifully written, beautifully arranged song. Uh, I have strong criticisms of CARICOM. Everybody knows that. I think CARICOM, I don't know, it's just something where you spend money and send people wherever. They have not been able to come up with anything concrete that improves the lives of the Caribbean people that deals with issues and makes the Caribbean a place that seems to operate um, with rules and norms and that sort of thing. But that's another, that's another rant for another time. Uh, because tonight I have a very special guest. Uh, I'm going to have a really um, good conversation that I'm looking forward to. Uh, the, a number of themes that are very close to my, to my soul, education, um, literacy, reading, um, sharing of knowledge, and all of that. Uh, this lady, young lady, Dr. Martha Joseph Watts, I, I, I recently uh, started following her on social media, and she is all about education. She, she does her, her blogs. She, she has so much material. She's an author. She actually holds her PhD in education, um, specializing in teacher leadership. Um, some people will call it teacher training. And, but but she, she has also um, written books. 
she has uh, developed material, a, a lot of training material that um, that 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 teachers can use and parents can use. And one of the reasons I brought her on um, at this time is because we are cognizant of so many so many kids that are home and and the parents have to decide what to do with them and and so i brought her on because she has two programs specifically that i wanted to talk to her about one of them is the um no parent left behind the other one is uh, a, a summer reading challenge but before we get too far down let me express a very warm welcome to you um dr watts i'm eventually going to just call you martha because I, I, know you, I know you from way back then yeah but for fine. now uh, dr watts is such a pleasure to have you i'm honored that you that you make the time to come and spend an hour so with us in this weekend interview so welcome thank you very much anthony for having me i feel privileged as well yes yeah, yeah definitely and I mean, I, I just for full disclosure, you went to grammar school like I did. So obviously that makes you a superstar. I, I think everybody who went to grammar school comes yeah. out special. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know you were involved in sports yes. and so on. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me give you a few, a few moments to just introduce yourself, um, give a little bit of your background to the audience. Okay, I am Martha Joseph Watts. And Anthony always wants me to say Dr. Martha Joseph Watts. Okay, Anthony, <laughs> Dr. Martha Joseph Watts. And I am from Dominica, of course. I was born and raised in Davis. Um, wise people come from the East. Anthony, you know that. Um, so I was, I worked as a teacher in Davis. Before that, I did some community service. I worked as a village council clerk and I also worked as a youth development officer. So I've been in community development for a while and then I moved over to education where I stayed. And um, as an elementary teacher in Dominica, after that, I moved to the Virgin Islands where I studied, I studied um, secondary education. And um, I worked there for a good 12 years. And I also taught writing at the University of the Virgin Islands. So I taught both middle and high school in the Virgin Islands, but in Dominica Elementary. And then I moved to the United States a few years ago, about six years ago, and I continued working as a high school teacher, but then I moved to a middle school now where I work in teacher training. So I work as a school's literacy coach, and I also do other things on state and district level whenever I find the opportunity to do professional development. I also get opportunities to, to present at ASCD, which is the Association for Supervision and Curriculum Development. I also, whenever I get an opportunity to present it with teacher training, I do that as well. Um, in addition to being an educator, I work for myself part-time as a consultant, educational consultant, and I work in schools that will allow me to help them with teacher training. So it's not about, and one of the reasons why I have been passionate about teacher training, because sometimes I feel like teachers can be left to just grapple for themselves. And I like the idea of simplifying things for teachers, and that is one of the thing, reasons that I'm still in teacher training. Probably I will move to leadership, which is where I hold my middle degree. And you know how it works. It's like sometimes you are in one area where they're not considering and you're not getting the compensation that you should. And so it's one of those areas that I may, you know, dabble in if the opportunity arises. You said teacher leadership. Yeah, like an assistant principal, principal, you know, that kind of thing, administration, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So... In grammar school, I remember you um, as an athlete. Well, yes. as an athlete, mm -hmm. and, and so now that kids cannot go and run around as much, but well, now the parks are opening up mm -hmm. somewhat. Uh, from your experience and and, and as an expert in the field, uh, what what is it that you can tell parents that they can do with those kids when Normally, they would go to the park and burn off that energy. Um, you know, now they're just in the house annoying their parents. <laughs> what, what, what kind of advice would you 
can you give them? Well, you know, it, again, it depends on the setting. And sometimes I, I am very cautious about how I answer that because there are some parents who are going to have a backyard. There are some parents who are going to have probably in, in an apartment and they're not going to be able to do certain things. But I can tell you from experience what I did with my nieces and nephews when I moved to them for about a month during summer. I took them out. We, I taught them how to play hopscotch. We did morals. We did, you know, jump rope. All of those things that we did earlier on in our childhood days that we were not able to, we never thought of teaching them. This was such a beautiful time to teach the kids the games that would cause them to actually jump, move around, and get them to exercise. But you can also do, I mean, indoor. I saw my nephew um, doing his push-ups in his room. So you want to make sure that they keep that kind of activity going um, rather than just, we're talking about the COVID-10 and the quarantine 15, and I know that we will have a new problem as soon as this is over, which might be a little bit of obesity. So if you can encourage your children by just teaching them the games you play, that will actually be a good way to deal with that physical aspect and of movement of things. So, so what you're saying is that don't just accept it as a defeat. Find creative ways. Find creative ways. And keep I, them physical and active. Exactly. I, Never thought I'd be jumping hopscotch at 52, and I did. And um, I got a few accidents along the way, but I, I survived. I recovered quite well. Um, but I got a chance to actually do that with them. I would never have been able to do that ordinarily. But because we are home and then we have a little bit of yard space, we were able to go outside and do that, do the skipping rope, do all of those things, go back to those songs that we sang when we, when we, when we jumped when I was a child. And I had an opportunity to pass that on to them. Um, so we can do those things. Don't just say the parks are closed and then think that it's over. It's not. We need to make use of what we have, and we can. Another thing that we did a lot of when we were growing up was storytelling. Yeah. Um, so you grew up in Dillys, and I grew up in Castle Bruce. Mm -hmm. um, and on a moonlight night, or sometimes not even so much of a moonlight night, um, in the early evenings, we would gather all the kids from the neighborhood and we would tell stories. Yep. So, so storytelling is a big part of our culture and our upbringing. And you are also an author. I am. You, you've, written, you've written a few books. Uh, so talk about storytelling and reading and the place that it, the, the, what it plays, the part that it plays in the mental development and the education of these young people. Thank you. Storytelling is an awesome, awesome, awesome aspect that we cannot get out of, we should not get out of our systems. I have been, um, I grew up with my grandma and that is one thing we always did. Actually, just recently I got some numbers because I want to call home to speak to a few people based on the story that my granny told me because I really want to make sure I pass them on. Meanwhile, I write fiction as well. So I have written two, I have a series that I'm working on. It's called The Adventures of Iani. And the reason I did it is because I wanted Caribbean kids to understand that stories can be from where they know, from where they grew up. So I, I, I was deliberate in using Caribbean setting, Caribbean fruits. Um, I spoke to kids right here, they were six and seven year olds and they said to me, well, if your story is in the islands, it's only gonna be about coconuts. And I had to make sure that I was deliberate in making sure that when a U.S. kid reads my story, they're going to be learning about the canip, the mm -hmm. avocados, the star the apple, and all of those things yeah. that, exactly. So mm -hmm. all of those things are deliberately in there. It, I'm deliberate about putting them in there so that we can tell that story. So we want to be able to tell our story. And somebody said to me, don't let them write our story. Whoever you pick that them to be, you can write your story. What that story was with you growing up in Castigros that your grandkids are never going to know unless you pass it on. So we can pass on stories. And it's not just, um, as from a teacher's perspective, storytelling, we talk about, you know, conflict, about plot, about rising action and all of those elements. And when I wrote my stories, I made sure that my stories could be read both from the family perspective, as well as in the schools, because I was deliberate in putting things such as similes, metaphors, and, 
and all of those imagery, all of those things that were the historical truth in there so that people could go back and they could do some research. So storytelling is impactful, both at home and in schools. And I pride myself in saying that I am a children's fiction author. And that is one of the reasons why I decided to do that is to make sure that I pass on that legacy or that, that, that you know, passion for telling stories, which is very good for kids. Right. So you said that um, this, this, the way these stories are written mm -hmm. is that it can be used at home, which is the usual storytelling, bedtime, right. whatever you read a story and you say, uh -huh. well, summarize what it's about or we talk yeah. about it. maybe there's uh -huh. a lesson in it and so on. And then in school, where we talk about the, we analyze the story from a literary point uh -huh. of view and we pick out the different metaphors and similes and so on. That's right. Right now, because in school you have teachers who are trained to, to, to be able to extract those elements from the writing mm -hmm. and bring it to the attention of the kids and, and test them and educate them on it. The average parent may not be that. Right. that uh, so you, you do have resources that, that, that parents can use now. Now that parents find themselves more in the role of an active teacher. Mm -hmm. And so they have to have those skills. Talk about some of the resources that you've developed that parents can use. Um, that makes them more of a technical teacher, if you, if you want to call it that. Awesome. So I have produced the writing to respond process, and it started off just as me teaching my, my 10th grade students, and I said to them, read this story and write and respond to it. And when they said that they didn't know what to do, I came up with just those five points that my students could use. They had to identify publication information. They had to summarize what they read. They had to react, tell me how they felt. They had to ask a question, whatever was puzzling, and they had to create a suggestion. And um, when that became a school-wide phenomenon, I realized, hey, that is something that we can use across school, across classrooms. So it is something that we can use not just in language arts, but any subject area. And then when I went to schools with, you know, started dealing with homeschooling, even before that, parents said to me, when I gave parents, parents who were teachers actually, I passed the books on to them and they said, hey, my child was able to, or I was able to get my child from just telling me what the story was about to telling me whether they were surprised or not. And because of that, I have been passionate along. I decided to join the Homeschooling Parent Association in some places, and I have been working along with parents. But when COVID-19 came around and I started thinking about the parents who did not have internet access enough, long enough to sit with their children to do any work because their data is limited, because they're probably in an area where sometimes you live in a rented apartment and you cannot put certain things bandwidth in your homes. You can only have, you can only afford a stick if you can. And so when I, I started thinking of myself growing up, I grew up in a disadvantaged setting. And um, I didn't know that until I went to Rosa to school and realized that I wasn't, I came from a disadvantaged setting. But when I, I thought of, and I was just in my bed that morning and I said, but what can I do? And I started thinking of all of those parents who would be in places where they cannot, they do not have the online service to give to their kids. And so I decided I can give you my resources if you would just send me your address. And in some cases we paid for shipping, in other cases, if they could afford it, they paid for it. And the, the main purpose was to have parents not feel hopeless or not feel helpless. Um, every year we talk about the summer slide, where we have kids coming back from summer and they are, they've, they've regressed. And I know we're gonna have two slides this year. We're gonna have the COVID slide and the summer slide. And apparently the COVID slide is gonna be longer than the summer slide because I remember when I did my first live on Facebook, I said, this is going to be a long summer. And I didn't even know what I was saying. And apparently it has, look, summer is over. And we are still in COVID mode. So the invitation is still out. I have any parent who wants those books, just email us, buddingwriters at gmail.com, B-U-D-D-I-N, writers at gmail.com. Okay, so can, mm -hmm. let's, let's take a pin in there for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, 
you said there were parents like they were able to identify their kids able to identify or the program you develop help kids to identify five aspects mm -hmm. of a work when they when they when they after they read mm -hmm. so so what are those five again you said the first aspect is being able to identify the publication information and the mm -hmm. reason i have that in there is because i want to teach kids from way early on the idea of academic integrity right. this doesn't belong to you it was written by anthony drago um, you know, the title of the book. So even on the kindergarten level, they will say, you know, the dog and the bone, by, and they know who that is. You want them to know early on that someone wrote this and you have to give credit to that person. That's the first thing. Then the next thing we do is to have them tell you what the story is about, the short version, not paraphrase. Paraphrase is telling you the whole story in your own words, but we want them to tell us the short version, the, the summary. And then, of course, you can do all of the other things you want, like, you know, the basic things like main character and all of those normal things that we normally do when we read a story. But the writing to respond process focuses on critical thinking and analytical writing. So that's why we wanted to focus on the reaction part. What surprised you? Did it make you sad, happy, angry? what it is, and then what evidence from the text can you use to support that feeling? So it's all about that critical thinking aspect. After you've done that, how does that make you feel part? Then the next thing is what questions do you have? So many times kids have questions when they read stories, and we do not take the time to at least find out what their questions are. I remember one class we read, one class where we read, um, uh, we had a, a story about people in the Middle East. And the one question the boy had, and nobody thought about it was, how do people in the Middle East find their spouses? Because he was reading about where their faces were covered. And this is a ninth grader. And that was the question he had. And the, the good thing about it was, there was a student in class who was from an Arabic family and was able to explain how their parents met. But the point is, no matter what piece of work or how old they are, they always have questions. I had another student who was pretty upset with how they, they um, portrayed his, his, his home country of Lagos um, City. He said, Lagos is not just a slum. Why don't they, you know? So he students get that opportunity to ask questions. And what it does, it opens that road for, or that opportunity for research. So when I say developing analytical writing skills, I'm talking about all of those things. You can analyze a piece, but you can also get that opportunity to research what you do not know. And then the suggestion piece is where you look for that synthesis, that creativity portion. It's all those three things are higher order thinking. So if that main character solved it in that particular way, what suggestions do you have? And so what I want parents to do is not just read. Yes, I want you to read, but I want you to develop that critical thinking that will prevent that summer slide, that COVID slide. And it doesn't have to be just a storybook. It could be your social studies, science, home economics, whatever it is. It could be that magazine. It could be the newspaper. One of the resources, things I know parents like to say, well, I don't have books or we do not have a library, that's not an excuse. You can pick up that newspaper that somebody doesn't want. Go in that section that you like and have the kids read. So it doesn't even matter what you read, it's just what you do with what you read. Yeah, so so that is those are the, those are the aspects that I wanted you to highlight because mm -hmm. you have a program called no parent left behind mm -hmm. and no parent left behind is a is a project where you are making those resources available so so, so you just went through it and, mm -hmm. and you were very clear but there's so much information that's packed into what you just said that somebody might take 10 percent away but okay. you, you have the resources where you can they can have it available and it can be like a guide for them as they go through that with their with their young one uh -huh. and so i wanted to talk about that that project that you have that no parent left behind project but we're right at the middle of the hour so hold that thought uh we're going to take a
very quick break. Okay. And when we come back, you, we're going to, you're going to explain to the audience about the No Parent Left Behind project. And you will be, you have the opportunity to invite them to participate so they can, they can get the resources from you either for themselves or for their nephews or their nieces or, or <laughs> some other child that they might just think that um, they, they can help out. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the No Parent Left Behind Thank project. Thank you. When you feel a sneeze or a cough coming, <coughs> covering your mouth prevents the spread of germs. You probably knew that. But the way you cover up also matters. And that means breaking a habit you've held near and dear all your life. Cover your nose and mouth with your flexed elbow or a tissue, not your hands. Discard the used tissue immediately. Then wash your hands. Help stop the spread of germs. Remember, your health is your responsibility. A message by the Health Promotion Unit of the Ministry of Health, Wellness and New Health Investment, Dominica. Welcome back, listeners. My guest tonight on this weekend interview is Dr. Martha Joseph Watts. And Dr. Watts is an expert in curriculum development and education training of teachers. And, and, and she has this program where she is endeavoring to train parents as teachers. Uh, she spoke about the being part of the homeschooling um, parent association. And we'll get a chance to talk about that later in, in our conversation, I hope. But for now, um, Martha, I would like you to Talk to parents about the project that you've developed just for them and your generosity where you're actually offering some of the material that you've developed that these parents can use uh, in, the, in the continuing education of their, of their young ones. Okay, so as I said before, when I, when I considered parents who were in settings where they probably didn't have enough, sufficient access to internet not only that, but there are some schools that do not have an internet platform so that kids could do their work at home. And so I decided, parents, you're probably gonna have one, two pages from a school teacher coming your way, but here's something you can have to ensure that you can do your best in ensuring that these kids um, remain engaged. And again, the, so the writing to respond process, which is something that I, I created in, 2009 actually in a classroom and um, it has morphed into all of the resources that I spoke about. So I have workbooks, I have texts and I have wheels. So the text actually gives, lays out, the text lays out the process. Step one, all of the steps that I explained to you, it explains it in the text and then the workbooks works like that sister so this is where you, the student actually does the writing. And what the workbook does, it's a place for monitoring progress. So if you started your child this week and he was not able to write complete sentences if he's in kindergarten, he was able to draw pictures. So the reason I'm doing from kindergarten is because the process is, although it's for writing, it is, it's a combination of three things. It's for writing, thinking, and reading. So the child has to read first, then they have to think critically and then they can write. That's why parents can go from oral and then written. Then we have, I have the student wheel. If a parent has say four kids and you do not want four texts, you can have four wheels. The wheel is that place where the child can see the steps on it and they can also, you know, have the steps for writing on the back. So there's writing to respond process on one side and just to write and respond to text on the other side. And then there's the parent or the educator wheel, I call it. Suppose a, a parent is wondering, how do I teach that? On that one wheel, you have step-by-step -step as to how you can go about teaching that to your children. And that's why I'm giving away the entire package, the text, 
the workbook, the educator wheel, and the student wheel. So any parent who asked, who just emailed and said, yes, I want it, all they had to do, they were responsible for doing, was paying their shipping. And um, those of them, those who were in Dominica, I shipped it to their, their um, lockbox in Miami or Florida, wherever they had it, and they got it. I had people from New York City, Orlando, New Jersey, Texas. I had parents from all over asking. Of course, I told them it's while stocks last, but I still do have, I have quite a bit um, available still. And one of the things I was able to do in that no parent left behind was to make it available to schools in disadvantaged settings as well, um, especially church schools or parochial schools, you call them. These schools, sometimes they have, they know what they want, but they do not have the resources. They cannot afford to buy, you know, all of those things. So I said, hey, if you can get somebody to pay the shipping, I'm going to send the books to you. And so I had people like Muriel Baptist, who as a fellow Dominican Grammar School student like us, she was able through her foundation support uh, the Christian Union Academy in Antigua. They got a set of books and they were able to have it. I had um, two of my family members sponsor the Caribbean Boys and Girls Club in St. Thomas. And I also have um, my family, my brother in St. Thomas, who actually decided to send a whole, an entire set to Dominica and the Rosa Primary School principal just got her set for her her teachers and we I just mailed I just shipped a set to her and so anyone who asks I have been making it available to them what has changed though um, for parents I'm going to continue making it available free to them but for schools since the numbers are getting larger what I would really ask not of the schools, but of the people listening, my diaspora people. For example, one, the principal of Rosa Primary said to me, I think the principal of Pidit Savant School is interested. What I would like for people in the diaspora to do is, here, I can support, you know, meeting the cost of the resources for that school. It wouldn't be full price, it will be half the cost, but at least we would have, you know, that kind of support and right. for shipping as well. So I want to continue the process, but since um, it's like this whole portion of it broke free, I am willing to give away larger numbers if I can get the financial support from those who can afford to do so. So, so the, the No Parent Left Behind project is still available to parents. Parents, <laughs> to parents that want to use it. And parents, all you have to do is to get in contact with Dr. Watts and, and, and request it. Now, do you have it broken down by age group or is it that yes. one kid covers everybody? Oh, what kind it's, of information? It's age group. So I have grades K through two. So students mm -hmm. from grades K through two, they have um, just a, a workbook that they can that they can use. Then most of them, K especially, they're doing oral. And so they have the place to draw. So I have materials for K through two, materials for three to five. Three to five, I always say, is the most crucial area because these kids are beginning to write and then they're just getting ready to go into sixth grade where they do the common entrance if they're in Dominica or they're going to middle school if they're in the United States. And so that area, that why, that's why that book is more compact because it has the responding to text and responding to text prompt in that same book. Then I have the six through 12, which is more the sister to one of the books that they put up, the blue one. Um, so it, uh, I have the workbook to that one as well for the grade six through 12. That's right, that one. So yes, it's in three categories, grades K through two, grades three to five, and grades six through 12. So if a parent has a child in each one of those categories, it's okay I for them to ask for each one and you would oh, send yes, them all they have yes. to discover mm -hmm. the cost of shipping. Shipping, that's it. I sent to someone in New Jersey who had like six kids. She said, I'm taking care of all of my nieces and nephews over the COVID-19. And I sent every grade level to her. Um, it doesn't matter what number of kids you have, as long as you're a parent and you're going to do. And one of the things I've done, Anthony, not just leaving them hanging, I have, I have videos as well. So on my YouTube channel, I have videos for how to teach the writing to respond process to grades K through two and grades three to five. I haven't posted any six through 12 yet, but um, because most of the parents who were asking 
were within that grade range, K through two and six through five. And so I have that resource available for them. So all they have to do is listen and um, they can do it. Here you go, parents, resources just for the asking. And just for the asking. Just for the asking. It's a bargain you cannot re refuse. And it is done by an expert in the field, uh, very knowledgeable, not only expert in terms of going to school and getting a degree, but actually growing up organically as an educator and, and all the different settings in Dominica, in Virgin Islands, and in Florida. So the material that you get is world-class material that would definitely make a huge difference in the in the education of your child. And, and the other program that you have going on, uh, which is also geared at uh, providing something of interest and to help parents keep their children engaged, is the Summer Reading Challenge. That's right. I'm going to let you tell parents about yeah. the Summer Reading okay. Challenge. So if you have to look at it, they're kind of married in a sense, except that mm -hmm. it's focusing more on reading. So when I sent, when I asked you to send for the writing to respond process tools, you could use it with science, social studies, whatever you want. But for Auntie Marcella's Summer Reading Challenge, you would pick a book that your child is interested in, not the book that you feel that you want them to read, but something that they want to read. I encourage you to just let the book be on, on their level, not too easy, not too difficult for two reasons. Too easy, they're not learning any new words. Too difficult, it's gonna make them frustrated. You don't want that. So you want to pick a book that's right there on their level where they can learn new things, but at the same time, enjoy what they're doing. And I do not want you to just read that book and just feel good about it. That's not all. I want you to do WTR, the writing to respond process, where you have the kids identify, summarize, react, question, and suggest and so what I decided to do is to have you is to create so I created a video with my nieces I've posted two so far one more to come where they're reading so I'm, I'm actually we are emulating we are you know providing the example for you so that you can see how to do it so we have where she, where, where she read where I asked the questions orally because she's in grades K through two and then I had her write and then we did another one so I want parents to do that. And I said to parents, even if you're not, if, you, if you're camera shy and you do not want to upload your video, you can upload the voice. And we are about to give, we want to give away three tablets, one in each category. I have already gotten all three tablets. If people want to donate more, we can give more to kids. And one of the reasons I decided to give away a tablet is because we're not even sure what's going to happen with this COVID-19 your child might have to stay home a little longer. And so we want to make sure that what we're giving away is gonna be useful. So once you participate, we will send you the, the, the workbooks and then you will, you will be entered to win the challenge. I have one person submit so far. I have a few other parents who are saying, we're working on our videos, we're working on our videos. So I want you to do that. And one of the people who is supporting fully right now is we have Utopia Connect. Muriel Baptist is the executive director for Utopia Connect Foundation. She's in Chicago and she's concerned about empowering families, empowering women. And usually they say if the woman in the house is, you know, if she has a head on and she's all about education, most likely the kids are going to do it. So it's, it's although it's about empowering families, she focuses more on, on, on that, making sure that that strong person in the family is also concerned about education. And so she is supporting what she's done. She has given us the opportunity to raise funds through her foundation because some people prefer they want that tax deductible um, evidence. And some people just willing to just pay for the, the resource. So for example, if a person wants to donate money, you can donate it through Utopia Connect, just saying that it's for this um, initiative. Or you can just email me and say, I want to pay for 10 books, 100 books, five books, whatever that is for the next school that asks. So you have two options on how to, to make your donations. But the reason, again, is to make sure that parents engage their kids. Anthony, it bleeds my heart to know that black families, and I'll say black because I'm brown, I'm chocolate, and I can say that. We have 
Um, it's just we have we have the, the opportunities at home. We have internet, we have devices, but we do not get the kids to at least spend that one hour or one, even if it's a week, to just find some time in that reading book. What is something you like? If your child likes football, let him read something on football. If he likes cars, if he likes racing, whatever it is, it's just the idea is to keep that intellectual elasticity going. And I'm pleading with parents, brown, white, chocolate, whoever you are, make the time. Get your child to read. And if they do not want, don't just send them to read. Have them read to you. If they're reading to you, you know that they read for the day. So make that time to just prevent that COVID slide, that summer slide. And I am very worried about the homes where parents depend solely on schools. If you're depending on schools to educate your children, I am already worried because schools are closed. So just for participating in the summer reading challenge, uh -huh. everybody who sends in a video or, or, or an audio uh -huh. will get a package from you they will get to help them to be able to educate their kids at home. Yes, they will get and, these books. And they will be entered into a contest mm -hmm. for a tablet. That's and there's right. a tablet in each category, at least one yes. for the time being. Yes. And so that's a summer reading program. Where do parents go to, to participate and to learn about it? So on my YouTube um, channel, which is YouTube slash Burden Writers Dr. Watts, they will see the videos that I have posted on the summer reading challenge they can share their link as a response in those under one of those two videos and they of course they'll be uh, entered now if the parents of course i have those um disclaimers to send to them if they want me to share their their, their children's work on another platform of mine like under my facebook page then of course i'd have to have them sign that up but um i wouldn't just automatically share it to say well this is what they submitted. If somebody clicks below my videos, they'll find it, but I would not share it without their permission. But the, the, yeah, the idea is to make sure that they engage their kids and they just keep them reading and let them understand that there's value in reading and responding to what they read. Because again, as I told you, it's not just reading, it's that critical thinking. Can you analyze this piece? Can you talk about it? Why are you angry? Why are you sad? Why are you upset? What evidence from the text do you have to support what you're saying? Um, what questions do you have? Do you think everything is okay? What could have been different? What, what you know? What if? What if? What if? Even basic things like COVID, for example. I remember when Ebola was out, and I asked a child, "What would what would you do if Ebola surfaced in your community?" And um, the whole idea was, "What is? That? What are those suggestions?" Can you make that suggestion? Can you problem solving? So we're developing problem solving. And that's what I want to encourage parents to do. And I'm even prepared to give them something. And I must say, Anthony Drago is one of our sponsors for the tablet. And um, I think one of my family members, my sister, is also sponsoring a tablet. So I have three tablets so far, one from Utopia Connect, one from Anthony Drago, one from my sister. And I have other people who are suggesting, I am still waiting for your okay. If we have more than three, we'll give away more than three. But for now, the promise is three. Yeah, and it's not Anthony Drago that's, that's doing it. It's actually um, TDN, TDN Media um, Network, uh, TDN, TDN Radio and TDN TV. But yeah, um, that's what we do. We support, we support the community. And we, I, we, one of the things that we do is to look for folks like you mm -hmm. who are so willing to share your expertise. And, and, and we give you... The platform where you can say that and we, we and and we try to help um to encourage folks to to, to partake and benefit from it mm -hmm. so when folks go to your website um not the website but you said youtube channel mm -hmm. um so it's youtube backslash budinwriters.com um, um budinwriters dr watts yeah Watts. Mm -hmm. do do you have like a, a little guideline that they're supposed to follow when when they're doing the video or is or it's it's more they, well it's kind of if they listen to the video that they're going to post below they'll mm -hmm. actually see that how it's done 
And okay. I also, on the Facebook page, I've also sent the questions. I have, I've, I have posted a copy of Bloom's Taxonomy's, um, Bloom's Taxonomy question stems. Mm -hmm. And I have asked them to, you know, provide that for them so that they can do it. Okay. So, so, so there's guidelines, but it's not a rigid thing. You read it for no. child, but mm -hmm. there's some specific type of questions. Yeah. that you want them to answer because okay. it's not just an exercise to read and send a video yep. it's actually to to demonstrate the 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 reading the writing to respond yes that's to developing critical thinking like, in your, your class yes right so the video the video has to show them um trying to follow that model yes and i have one one um submission so far and the child had her response um prepared her written response because she's older and that's fine but um the only thing i said okay for a person listening we missed out on what the story was about i knew what the story was about because of i i've read the story before but for anybody listening we would need to know a little idea as to what that story was about because in the video so, that you posted you <laughs> your your niece read the story and then you had the questions. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Um, there is some kind of format. Yes. Yes. And then, and then, how how do you determine who wins the tablet? Well, if you follow accurately, I think, and and that's what I'm I'm still looking at stuff. But what I would what once you have had your child read, and then you have used those oral um, indicators that we're asking for, because what we want you to do is to practice from oral to writing if they can write. Mm -hmm. So once you've done that reading, you've done that oral portion, and then you've submit your writing piece, you can submit, you don't even have to submit the writing piece if I can hear that child speaking out their oral questions. For example, one of the, the children who, one of the, the um, entries we have, the child is 10. So she has her responses written and she's reading from her written responses and that's okay. That's okay, but I could hear, I could hear the um, all of those aspects. I could hear the identify. I could hear the sum. Well, the summary was missing, but the identify was there. The reaction was there, and all of those pieces were there. So of course, it would have been the most perfect piece. Okay, so yeah. tell them again where they can go to. to so you can go on my YouTube page, which is YouTube.com/slash/BudinWritersDrWatts, okay. and you will see. Anti Marcella Summer Reading Challenge, and there's Anti Marcella Summer Reading Challenge 2. So there's the, and it says Janai is presenting or launches Anti Marcella Summer Reading Challenge. So be, below any one of these videos, they can submit. And then later this week, or probably by Monday, I will have another one up for the grades three to five. So there'll be a pattern for how to do the grades three to five child. So then they will have something to go by. But again, it's just wanting parents to engage their children. That is the most important aspect. And if they do not even submit and they could say, we engaged, I would feel good. Because what I want is for them not to just let the, the, the um, social media um, babysit their kids. I mean, they can read the text, but that's not enough. What about the, the other part of it? So I just want parents to encourage their children to read. And um, that's all I'm asking. And of course, you're going to get rewarded for it if you do it, you know, and, and submit it. And by the way, we want to finish. We want to end it by mid-August. So people have up till, say, August 15th, because I would like them to have their, their tablet before they go back to school. Um, before they prepare for school in September. In September. Okay. So, two projects that we just spoke about. If you join us late, my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Dr. Martha Joseph Watts. And she's a passionate, a consummate educator. She's an author, um, a, a trainer of educators. And she's developed so much material that helps teachers to teach in the classroom. And she's also adapted it so that it can be used by parents who are helping their kids. And so, so the, the first one we spoke about was it no parent left behind. And the second one is the um, summer reading challenge. And both of those are related where yeah. the objective is to get parents to continue with their kids 
um, while they while they are at home in a more structured setting. Not just take a book and read, not just watch TV. Um, some parents may be a little more proactive and say, read this book and write something on it. And then you're just satisfied that they did something. This actually gives you uh, the tools and a method where you can guide your child just as if they were in school. Maybe even better than if they were in school, depending on the school that you go to. And so you can see your child go up to the next level. So, uh, Dr. Watts, uh, our hour is fast approaching. Right. Um, I'm going to ask you a little bit about homeschooling. Okay. Because I am sure that right now a lot of parents are considering homeschooling because we have some of these crazy governors that are trying to get parents to send their kids back into classrooms yeah. while this COVID is, is, is heading in the wrong direction. And you said that you, you participated for a while in the homeschooling and parent association. So I don't know much about homeschooling, so I'm not even going to ask you any specific questions. I just want you to just talk about homeschooling as an option that parents may want to consider, or those who are considering and do not know anything about it. Just talk about it a bit. Okay. So homeschooling is a viable option. Um, I know some there's that beef between homeschooling and public schools, and people feel like there's an enmity enmity between the two. And I, I don't feel that way. I work in the public school system, but I know that there are some parents, some kids will do better homeschool. Um, when this COVID started, I had kids say to me, I, I asked them questions, what do you feel about it? And one child said, I can pace myself. I can, I, there's no, not all that noise that I have to deliver my school and I love it. And other kids say, no, I miss my friends. So then you have those kind of things. But then the homeschooling aspect is there sometimes kids will do better in a home setting. And I say to parents, if you feel that your child is going to be better in a home setting, then do it. It's not about bashing public schools. It's not about saying that they didn't do your child right. Um, probably, you know, it's just the setting is not does, does not work for your child. So I have been working with um, homeschooling parents. I attend their conferences. I have a mailing list of maybe about 150 homeschooling parents that I communicate with all the time. I share insight with them. I'm part of their groups. Um, the whole homeschooling can be for anyone. Some people feel like you have to be wealthy to do homeschooling. That is not true. Um, there are incentives. There are the government can. There are subsidies that you can get. So people need to explore their um, opportunities and go ahead and use it if they need to. I know right now of some parents who have kids that are compromised. They have medical conditions and they're worried about school. And one of the things that personally I'm considering, it is still in the like the egg form. It's still in the, it hasn't hatched yet, but um, is to give parents that opportunity. So at least 30 kids in an American setting and 30 kids in the international setting who would like that homeschooling opportunity for four subjects, math, English, um, social studies and science from grades K through at least nine. I'm thinking of K through nine for now, and I'm working on it as I speak with you to be able to provide um, that option for parents who want to homeschool, but they're struggling with a person who will help them with instruction or a person or a curriculum that they can follow. So right now I'm working with actually a company that does, um, that has a perfect platform where all the child would need is that person on the other end to support it. So I I will let my listeners know once that um, comes to fruition. And I wanna start with the minimum, which is 30 at a time. And if it becomes something that more people want, then of course, Budding Writers Academy LLC might become an online school for more parents who need it, especially depending on how long this pandemic goes. So it is an option that I'm looking for for, my, for the people who, who want it and who, you know, will need it. Okay. And, and, and that is great because what it seems like to me is, in, in addition to parents participating in a No Parent Left Behind or in the Summer Reading Challenge, what what they're getting, they're getting you and yes. your expertise and, and all the tools that you bring. Because once the parents get in touch with you, you become a resource. 
that they can reach out to. Uh, they can ask for advice. They can ask for technical information. You can point them towards resources. So, for example, if somebody wants to do homeschooling, you can probably point them to where they can get more information about homeschooling and, and so on. So, so parents, I encourage you, I encourage you, no matter where you are, to reach out to Dr. Watts. And uh, she is, she, she, she seems to get a lot of satisfaction from helping. So, so let's take advantage of that resource and, and, and get in touch with her, participate in the, in, in, in the No Parent Left Behind, take up the summer reading challenge, something exciting to do. Mm -hmm. uh, at first it might think like, oh boy, that, that seems like trouble or I'm too shy, challenge yourself to yeah. participate and, and you will be happy with the outcome. You will never know what is the experience that touches your child in a certain way and that is what they take away with from that and helps them move towards whatever direction they they want to go in life so i, I encourage you to jump in and and reach out and and you will be connecting yourself to a tremendous resource in in dr watts that uh she's just a whole fountain of this um knowledge and expertise in education in development of educators, you as a parent, you as an auntie, you as an uncle, uh, as a community person, uh, you want that training to know how to technically educate somebody. Uh, all of us feel that we, we, we know we can tell somebody read, we can read their writing and say, oh, you missed this or you missed that. Uh, but you don't know what you don't know. So there is this expert who is who has made herself available to you, let us take advantage of it. Dr. Watts, we are at the end of our hour. It went by really fast. Um, yeah. and, and, and I enjoyed the conversation. I'm sure I, I'm going to ask you to come back. I hope you had enough of a good time that you will of say course. yes. Sure. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to just give your, just take the interview home. I, I don't know what else you may want to have said that I, that I didn't give you the opportunity to say or whatever you want to reiterate. Uh, go ahead. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, for having me. I appreciate um, the opportunity. And for those of you listening, I want to say to you that um, go ahead and do something positive with your child. Do not wait on the school system, not because it's bad, but because it's just that we have them for just six hours and you have them for the rest, all of that six from 24, whatever that leaves. So take that opportunity, take charge and just guide your child. You don't have to command them, but just guide them. And Budding Writers Academy LLC is there to support you. So you can email me at budinwriters, B-U-D-D-I-N-W-R-I-T-E-R-S at gmail.com. And you can ask me for a set for your child's grade level. As long as you can find, or if we get support to pay for the shipping, we'll send it to you. If you say to us, you can. Um, but we do not want money to be an issue while you're not gonna get the resources to support your child. Um, I also want to say to those who are supporting, some of you have, have um, donated via Facebook, via um, Education Connect, Utopia Connect. Thank you for your donations and go ahead and support us because you are supporting a good cause. There are some schools in Dominica right now that are thinking of asking for resources. And I, if you support me, I can send it to them. And one of the things that I'm going to do is to provide training for them via Zoom or whatever platform we decide to use. So it's not going to be just, I'm just sending people's resources. I am giving them the know-how as how to, to utilize it so that they can be um, effective. We've had schools in 2018 we had eight, 12 schools who were involved in using the WTR in their schools, and at least four of them have been sharing their results, and it has been awesome. So it's not just giving away paper or printed material. It is actually material that has been working towards improving education in students, students' performance, reading and writing performance. So whatever you donate, it's not going to go away wasted. Again, you can reach me at, you can visit my website on buddingwriters.com, B-U-D-D-I-N-W-R-I-T-E-R-S.com. And you can visit my YouTube page. And I'm also on Facebook at Martha Watts. So thank you for your listen. Um, Anthony, thank you for having me. Before, and you, go, 
appreciate you all. Bef before you go, tell them about the non-profit site that they can donate to if they if they would like to support. So them. the non-profit site is Utopia Connect Foundation. You take Utopia Connect Foundation. You can donate right there and then just put a note and they will they will know that it's for um it's to support the cause. Okay, so I know on Facebook or is a website or um it's a website, it's a, a website, website, Utopia Connect Foundation, and it's also um linked to my, my Facebook page. I will also have a link, I will add a link to my website. I didn't think about that before, mm -hmm. but I'll do that. I'll add a link to my website so therefore people can go ahead and, and donate through that. And donate through that, okay. Because mm -hmm. a nonprofit that makes a donation, yes, deductible donation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. So Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. It, it was. A uh, it we was. We haven't yeah. spoken face to face in years. I know. Um, but it's good. This is this was good to connect. And yeah. we're huge on education. And so we definitely want you to come back. But in addition to that, any of these programs that you are doing and you feel um, coming here would help to get the message out, get the word out, feel free, reach out. Even if it's not for the hour, if I have another guest, I can mm -hmm. carve out. 10 minutes and we can talk about whatever it is that's going on but you you're very welcome to to come back um on this week in an interview and listeners uh, i think we had a treat i want to tell you thank you so much for staying with us thank you very much to my producer sam uh, always doing an awesome job and always taking us to another level uh, and and we and we go from stride to stride and strength to strength. Before I go, I want to tell listeners to be on the lookout for Redemption Road Season 3. Redemption Road Season 3 is coming soon. Redemption Road is our radio drama series. Um, the third season coming up. Uh, so I know everybody was excited to to see what's happening with Black, uh, Mr. Black. Uh, also, uh, don't, don't forget that we we are, we are associated with the writing the flying crapo collective yeah you need to get your copy it's a collaboration of i think 17 writers um in the fantasy sci-fi and folklore genre some of them combined together so get that and enjoy your week uh enjoy your weekend i'm usually also with sam on a friday from from 10 to 12 on FYI Fridays. And I want to tell Dr. Watts, thank you so much for being here. And I wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay. Thanks.